Welcome back or welcome to the Canacopia podcast. I'm your host, Isai. In today's episode, we talk about one of the most common ways people consume cannabis, flour, or as most people know it as grinding up weed and smoking it through a bong or a pipe. This episode, we cover the benefits of consuming cannabis through flour. We talk about how cannabis cultivation has evolved and how you just don't feel lazy or hungry anymore. We also talk about how cannabis marketing is actually going towards how you feel, what to look for when experimenting with cannabis, and much more. Our guest today is Leslie Gerard. Leslie started out her career with the boom. Her background is in music entertainment, where she first worked with Capitol Records back in the 80s. She was then the second person hired to Interscope Records, which put her in a position to be part of the process in discovering music legend Tupac. She then moved into management and was a manager for the Rolling Stones. After years of being in entertainment, she wanted to change, and that change was cannabis. She is now the CMO of Hollyweed North Incorporated, and we talk about the power of flour and everything you need to know about it. So if you're interested in learning more about the flour in its whole, then this is the episode for you. And now we bring you Leslie Gerard. I'm super excited to have you today. Thank you. How Thank are you, you feeling? Excellent. Thanks Amazing for day, inviting right? me. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, you know, um, I like to start this off by, you know, kind of getting to know who you are and, you know, letting uh, the audience know who you are as a person and how you just evolved into where you are now. Okay. You want me to start from... Yeah, just, I mean, like, wherever you feel comfortable, yeah. Born so, and raised California. Right. <laughs> Valley girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, just give me, like, you know, a, something. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I grew up in the, in the Valley. I've lived in California all my life and... Mm-hmm. You know, California is a big cannabis area, so I've been familiar with the plant for my entire life. Okay. Um, but my background is music entertainment. Oh, okay. Um, I started out uh, working at Capitol Records in the 80s when it was good times. And then I moved. Right. I was the second person hired at a startup label called Interscope Records. Oh, wow. Okay. I found some of their early artists like Tupac, Four Non Blondes, Primus. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I went into management where I managed the Rolling Stones and Natalie Cole. And eventually I was recruited by Disney to turn their little TV characters into touring recording artists. And wow. I was, I decided that I needed a change mm-hmm. after that. <laughs> I didn't want to drink the Disney Kool-Aid anymore. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I was looking at opportunities and cannabis was one of them. Hmm. And I made the big move about three years ago into the, into the cannabis field. Wow. Awesome. Now, were you always a cannabis consumer growing up? Um, I was um, in my middle school and senior, you know, high school years. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, I kind of, you know, I didn't, it got such a bad rap for a long time. Yeah, you know, I didn't sure. go near it, you know, so it was um, reintroduced to me and I was reading a lot about it when uh, they started printing about epilepsy and seizures and how cannabis is helping with that. My mm-hmm. niece, my niece is an epileptic. Oh wow! So, it it was you know, I was really excited to see all the 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 positive development. Of what yeah, what the plant could offer in that area because Western medicine wasn't working for her. Wow! And you know, obviously, like from hearing from your your music background, I'm sure a lot of the artists that you work with were always around cannabis and always use cannabis, right? Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. So you were so you were literally. <laughs> The whole, yeah, so a lot of your life, you're, you were around it. Yeah. Um, how did your uh, parents feel about it? Like, were they, were oh, they with it? Oh, totally fine. Oh, they yeah. cool with it? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I mean, you know how, like, it's it's really one spectrum or the other. It's like, you have either, you know, parents that are totally cool with it, or they're like, it's the lettuce, <laughs> devil's lettuce, or whatever they want right. to call it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, my parents were fine with it. Um, You know, I was more worried about, you know, it 
three years ago, is it too soon? Is mama going to get arrested? Mm-hmm. You know, if I got arrested, who's going to feed my kids? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, that was more of the, uh, the hurdle was um, with my children and neither one of them smoke. So, or use cannabis. So that was a different world for them. Got it. Huh. They loved themselves some Hillary Duff and Miley Cyrus. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Those were uh, some of the Disney Channel people I I, uh, I watched too. It was funny. Um, so what was the, uh, I guess, biggest lesson since all those years in like, you know, I guess I'll say entertainment because you, you know, mm-hmm. rather than just music because you did go to Disney and everything like that. Um, what was the biggest, um, I guess, turn away that you, that made you really want to leave that industry um, and to go into cannabis? Because a lot of people, I feel like they want to get into, you know, your mm-hmm. shoes and exactly what you did, especially uh, for how long you've done it. I'm sure you have good insight on that. Yeah. So, um, repeat the question. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so, so basically, you know, as your, uh, is your transition from the entertainment industry to cannabis, um, what, what was, I guess, the last pushing thing that really made you want to, okay, I don't want to do this anymore and choose a new route. Yeah. That would be, um, so that was around 2010 that I decided I'm making the move. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I'd, I had been watching a, as within the music business, you know, more and more musicians not knowing how to play instruments, not really being able to sing and everything became pro tools. We can just fix it in in post. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) So I just got disillusioned with it where, you know, people, you know, they're not writing their songs. They're not singing, Mm -hmm. you know, everything's fixed in post. Um, You know, the songs are being written by other people. They're not, they're not even playing their instruments. And that was just, you know, coming from, uh, of the rock and roll world and, you know, watching artists, you know, actually do the craft and exactly. put their all into it. Yeah. And not waiting for somebody just to put a mic in front of me and I'm going to start singing and hopefully they'll fix it in post and look really cute. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so it was, so it was a, it was a very big, like authenticity part yeah. of it is like, you just really felt like the, the artists and then bigger frame the the industry was being very, as a whole, it was yeah. turning much more of a, um, it wasn't creative anymore. It was turning more into the pencil pushers and the finance people. And mm. it just lost its soul for really? me personally. Wow. And I spent a lot of time up in San Francisco um, scouting bands like Tupac, Four Non Blondes, and Primus. They're all from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So at that time, also, you know, the whole um, uh, internet and, and all that was in San Francisco. And mm. so as a city, it was changing and musical venues were closing and Wow. So it just kind of lost its soul for me really? and I just wasn't inspired anymore. And, um, I felt, you know, what is, what am I going to do? And I started looking and reading a lot more about cannabis and just connecting with people wow. via LinkedIn. And finally, you know, I, not finally, but I had met, um, our founder and CEO Renee, who mm-hmm. is a tremendous human being. And we had, off and on over six months, these little chats here and there. Yeah. And then one day she called me up and said, I want to talk to you. It's going to be about an hour. It was a three hour conversation. <laughs> yeah. I know, how, I know how that goes. <laughs> it turned into a three hour conversation at the end, you know, she hired me. So I was wow. totally stoked. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, before we, uh, dive into the, the Hollywood, uh, Hollyweed part of it, um, I want to kind of take a step back to something that you said of, just being able to take that leap and to try something new. So I feel like a lot of people um, are either in situations or jobs, you know, right now that 
they might feel the same way you you know you felt like very unsatisfied and you know they kind of know they want to do something else but are kind of being held back what would be some like uh, advice to or maybe that you applied to yourself to people in that position scared to take that next step especially being in a position where it's like golden handcuffs you know what i mean you're in a very um probably financial you know great job but it just wasn't satisfying your soul right yeah um i well for me personally that once i started talking about it out loud to mm-hmm. people yeah it actually catapulted me further into the into the business mm. because before it's like I was just talking to myself not sharing it with anybody because yeah. I didn't know how everybody perceived cannabis at the time yeah so I was just like okay well I'm just gonna start making these connections and maybe I can get in on this and once I started talking not just to the people within cannabis but the people outside of cannabis it turned into a totally different conversation and real conversation about wow. what you can do in this business and how you can transfer your skills from one industry into yes. another. Um, what, were, what were some of the, the practical skills that you learned from the entertainment business that you now apply to your, your cannabis business you're in? Well, it's it's a lot of the same people, actually. You know, oh, Will, yeah. Willie Nelson. Makes sense, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> a lot of the same people. And, um, uh, the, you know, my background is marketing. So that's Got what it. I used, was bringing to the table was my marketing skills. I wasn't trying to teach anybody in cannabis how to make a record. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, of course. So it was, um, you know, people skills mm-hmm. um, and marketing. So it's it's a real business and it needs marketing. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, especially how um, how uh, if it, it's in its uh, infancy right now mm-hmm. and like not knowing how to exactly market and everything like that and the right, proper ways to do it. So that's really cool. So, uh, yeah, talk about, um, you know, what exactly Hollywood, Hollyweed, sorry, North Cannabis, like incorporated, like talk about what that, what the company is in general, and then, you know, kind of dive deep into a little what you do with it. Sure. So, um, Hollyweed North Cannabis Inc. is a Canadian company mm-hmm. where we're located. Our headquarters is in Victoria, BC. Mm-hmm. Um, we have five subsidiaries. So Hollyweed North is the umbrella. Yep of Hollyweed Grow, Hollyweed okay. Manufacturing and Extracts, Hollyweed Retail, Hollyweed Bakery, and TerraCube. Wow. And Manufacturing and Extracts um, is where we're turning turning biomass into oil, because that's what's legal at the moment in Canada. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, we are doing contract manufacturing for other LPs, uh, uh, licensed producers, growers, and turning their biomass into oil and putting them to capsules and packaging, things wow. like that. Sweet, and how long has the company been around? We've been around two years. Two years. And our first client for um, our first client for manufacturing extracts is Canopy Growth. Oh, we'll be awesome. doing, yeah, we'll be doing their oils. So it's fun and exciting. Nice, and, you're, uh, and your position there is the marketing or what do you exactly Yeah, I'm the chief marketing officer. And um, so to back to the point of marketing within this field, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Of, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things we can't do. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, that's really what I think as a marketing person within this industry is you need to know what you can't do mm-hmm. so you can figure out what to do. Got it. So that's how we go about it, and it's a lot of you know, you know. Hopefully someday it's going to be similar to what uh, tobacco, which is nothing, you know, and <laughs> yeah. and or alcohol, which is a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. So. Um, um, yeah, so those are the the, the companies underneath Terra, uh, underneath Hollyweed North. Yeah, the big. Yeah, and TerraCube is a plug and play grow grow option. So it's a different company. Um, 
it's located uh, in Kelowna and yeah. we, they're basically shipping containers on the outside, but on the inside, it's magic. Really? It's got a vestibule. It's um, where you clean up before you go into the grow area. Okay. And in the grow area, everything's made of uh, uh, fiberglass, so there's no poor, porous conditions in there to collect mold and bacteria and stuff on the walls and things. It's self-cleaning. Mm, okay. You know, you think about an indoor grow container. You see the industrial fans and you know electrical lights. You know. Yeah. Um, hanging down, and it's nothing like that. It mm. looks like the Starship Enterprise inside. Wow. <laughs> so it's fun. Can you uh, can you talk about a little bit more into depth, like what exactly, you know, that is and why maybe that method is a lot more beneficial than the normal sure. growing way? Sure. Well, um, so Renee came up with the, the Terra Cube when she was thinking about how she wanted to grow. Mm -hmm. And what's happening in um, to date as we move forward and the cannabis plant becomes more of a medical pharmaceutical uh, plant. Yeah, it has to be repeatable. Hmm, so okay. my, for example, my like uh, cookie cutter. Exactly, okay. my cannabis has to be exactly the same as if I were buying Tylenol. Yes, each and every time. Mm -hmm. So it within this chamber, this grow chamber, you can turn it. For example, if you're going to grow Afghani gold. Mm -hmm. It's the oldest uh, seed in the world, um, oh, wow. which has been growing in Afghanistan. In those conditions of Afghanistan, you can't get that seed and plant it in California and expect it to be the same plant. This is, it won't work. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's growing under different conditions and it's morphing into mm -hmm. a different plant. So if you're trying to use that for medical reasons, yeah. whether pain or epilepsy or fibromyalgia or whatever, yeah. um, that that plant needs to be consistently grown each and every time and so that it's the same plant and you can turn it into the medicine that that patient needs. Got it. So, uh, so as a, you know, even let's say recreational or uh, medical, is there a way for, uh, say, me as a consumer to... Uh, approach whether it's dispensaries to figure out if it is you know grown the same way like all the time if especially if it's for medical use is there a, an easy way for me to try to navigate that no i mean haven't you been in a, you're a smoker yeah yeah mm -hmm. so you go into your local dispensary mm -hmm. and you get train wreck and then you love it. You have yeah. the best high of your life. You yeah. go back, you get train wreck again, and yeah. it's totally different. Yeah. Why is it totally different? Because mm. it was grown in a different place under different right. conditions, mm. and it's a different high, you know? Yeah. I've experienced that, so that's what we're trying to that's what we're trying to eliminate is yeah. the difference. I think that's actually, that's amazing because like, and I'll speak grow. for myself, there has been times where I buy the specific strain, whether it's like, say, Gorilla Glue, you know, just for example, I buy that one time and it gives me an effect that I love. I'm like, oh, great, cool. I know this does this for me. I go back and buy it again and it doesn't do the same thing. And at the time, until you educated me, I didn't know what that reason was. And it's because it's grown differently. It's just, it could be, well, again, it could be a different seed. It could be grown, you know, in, from, instead of an indoor area, yeah. outdoor area, different, um, different winds, different elements, wow. too much water. Literally everything. I mean, literally everything changes the plant. And a lot of people do cloning and stuff and to, to, from the mother plant, but if they clone it multiple, multiple times, again, that becomes a different plant. It's not the same plant. So if it's 60 clones down the road, you're yeah. dealing with a completely different plant. <laughs> so you guys are, you guys are really uh, creating a, a, 
uh, like I said, cookie cutter way to make sure that on, on the business end, you know, you guys, uh, the growers are developing the same plant and on the consumer end, me as a consumer is making sure I'm buying the exact same thing because especially if it's medical, mm-hmm. it's curing something that I need. Right. Yeah. And, and recreational. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like to, you know, I don't want to be the girl in the corner that's paranoid and weird at a party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially if you thought you bought a strain that's going to make you yeah, exactly. opposite. Exactly. We've all had that at 16 years old where you're going, oh shit. <laughs> yes. Oh man. I can, can I tell you, it's like, um, yeah, I've had plenty of times in my, my youth where it's like, oh, I didn't smoke too much. And then I get totally like yeah. out of it. And wow, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so we'll dive back to, uh, deeper into that um, after commercial break. So we'll be back right away. Since day one, Baked Bros has proven their dedication to medication by providing high quality cannabis infused products. Baked Bros award-winning portable THC syrups are a must try for a variety of reasons. First, they were designed to provide superior absorption, allowing the cannabis to kick in faster and more effectively than traditional edibles. Second, they're free of artificial colors, flavors, gluten, soy, dairy, fat, and even fructose. Like all their products, the pourable THC syrups are strain-specific and lab-tested to verify safety and potency. These syrups are easy to dose on their own or as an addition to your favorite beverage or food. Look for Bake Bros Portable THC Syrups at a dispensary near you or find them at www.bakebros.com. And we are back. Appreciate you guys. And thank you to our sponsor again for uh, coming on the podcast. And of course, our very special guest today, Leslie. Still feeling amazing? I am. Good. I'm feeling amazing as well. So I kind of want to transition into um, the effects of, you know, cannabis and kind of, you know, as a consumer myself, you know, uh, and someone that's relatively in, you know, know about the industry, but not really like, you know, when I go to purchase um, flour or whatever the case may be, there's these fancy names, like, like I said, like Really Glue or OG Kush and everything like that. Um, but I might not know exactly what that is. Uh, can you kind of talk about um, the evolution of from just maybe just Inca to Sativa or just the names and how we're more going to more evolved of like how I feel instead? Sure. Um, well, that's uh, from a marketing standpoint, that's really the direction a lot of this is going where they're not talking about a specific strain, mm-hmm. like you just mentioned, where it's Gorilla Glue or OG Kush, yeah. but they're talking about how it makes you feel. So brands like Condescence uh, or Condestine. Things candescence. Thank you. Candescence yeah. <laughs> um, out of Santa Barbara, I think that's where they're located. They um, do calm and energize and things like that. So it's mm-hmm. not talking about a sativa in, or an indica yeah. or a hybrid. It's talking about how it's supposed to make you feel. So um, I think that's an easy way for people who are just learning about cannabis yeah. to get into it and like, you know, instead of talking about OG Kush, oh my God, what's that going to do to me? <laughs> You're like, uh, <laughs> sounds China, really, sounds yep. heavy. <laughs> sounds like, yeah, am I going to, what am I going to feel after this? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I guess from a marketing perspective, why, why is it important to start creating a, a flow of whether it's products or branding, everything like that, more towards the feeling rather than just the, the broader stance? Well, yeah. So I think, um, for the feeling, because it is a, <clears throat> It, it does make you feel calm, 
energized mm -hmm. or, or something like that. You want yeah. to get to the point rather than trying to figure it out strain by strain, yeah. name by name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a lot harder. Most people don't got a lot of time. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, I haven't been to any of the, um, actual grows to see how they're doing that or what they are growing. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what that is, but yeah, you know, it's, it's a, it's an easy way for people to get into it and start experimenting with what they like and what they don't like. Yeah, no, that's great. Like, and you know, like, especially for, um, you guys listening that are new into this, like, you're not exactly going to know what every strain means, all these, you know, crazy names or fancy names. And, you know, you go in the dispensary, even sometimes like, it's kind of like vague, you know what I mean? So I think knowing how you want to feel or how you feel right now going into, um, getting flour or whatever the case may be, uh, is very beneficial. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So, uh, actually what I want to talk about is, is there a, a difference, um, as a consumer from buying flour or if I wanted to get, um, vape or anything like that, is there, um, is there something I should like look out for in, in trying to experiment both maybe in a new, newer field that I am in? Well, um, yeah. So flowers, flower joints are joints, bowls yeah. are bowls. Um, but with vapes, um, the cartridges that, that which I like, I yeah. do like them cause they're, you know, they're easy to transport. They're not obvious. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. It's like low key. <laughs> yeah, exactly. very low key. Which I do like a lot. Um, but there has been some feedback recently where the vape and the cartridges and the heating element are, are giving off, um, lead. Mm. So that's something to be careful about, you know, that's making sure, yeah. making sure that your pen and cartridges aren't, um, exposing those elements to you. Got it. So, yeah. Is there, is there, um, is there a process, you know, like, like with flour and it goes through all these different stages of making sure it's good to sell. Is there, is there that same process with um, vaping and, and all that stuff? Well, the product's tested. So they're testing the oil, mm -hmm. but they're not testing it after it's, you know, been put into the cartridge and smoked. So they're not Got testing it. that element. Okay. And, and they just recently started and that's where um, it's coming back where they're getting lead and other things that you don't want in your lungs. Hmm. So, okay. yeah. And those are, you know, you know, there's some great cartridges like Pax. I love that one. Um, there's some great cartridges out there, but awesome. something that's to be concerned about. Yeah. You know. yeah, that's, that's great because that's something that I, I didn't think about. You know what I mean? You know, I'm, especially like going into this industry, even though because it's so new, I think a lot of new people go into it like everything's already tested. Everything's all good. You know, kind of like alcohol and cigarettes is like you just buy it and you're good to go. You know what I mean? You don't really think about that. So mm -hmm. I think that's very important, um, especially on the – uh, the vapes I've been that it's kind of like becoming the next normal thing to do um, because you really can't carry you can but you don't want to carry flour everywhere you know what I mean it's a lot it's a lot easier to carry you know like a vape pen and everything like yeah. that yeah and you know I just went to a festival in Redondo Beach uh -huh. a couple weeks ago called Beach Fest and um, you could bring vapes in there but you couldn't bring flour which is and I was like wow that's thinking ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Look what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that was kind of nice. What do you think that is? Like, you know, obviously it's not because of the effect because they're having the same effect. Is there some difference between, is it because flour is this, um, you obviously smell a lot more than the vape. Is that what it is? That's what it is. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's still that old school negative thought when, yeah. when you smell and if you're not a, <clears throat> if you're not a connoisseur or, or in the business, you know, yeah. 
it's something they're like, oh, people are smoking pot if it's like a joint, a rolled joint. Yeah. Opposed to a vape pen. It's very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting and stuff. Yeah. Um, how long do you think till, you know, and if you think so, um, is it ever going to be to a point where we can walk around with joints like we do like cigarettes or anything like that? Do you think it's going to get to that point? Yeah. I mean, that, that's what's happening in, in Vancouver. I've, I see people walking around smoking outside. Really? Wherever you can smoke a cigarette, you can smoke a joint. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, and it's nice to nice to see that people are becoming a little bit more, um, you know, it's, it's not as it's not as taboo, mm-hmm. which is great. And yeah. So many other ways too, other than smoking to ingest. Yeah, that's what's that's what's so great, that's you know, great. too bad. And um, you're kind of limited with, you know, like alcohol or cigarettes, it's like those two consumption methods. But like with cannabis, there's there's many different spectrums yeah. of it. And yeah, I think it's going to be very important. And and I guess from a marketing perspective, um, you know, there was obviously all this this branding and marketing to make cannabis to be the bad thing. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm sure you've seen those commercials where like they're leaning back and they're like all like, oh, this person doesn't really do anything that much because you smoke pot type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, uh, actually, this is a good marketing question for you that I actually genuinely, genuinely want the answer to. Since they they did anti-drug campaigns like that, are, is, are we going to slowly go into a point where we do pro more ads like that? Like, oh, this is the pros about it and the negatives? Repeat that question. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we, we go from... Um, however long ago where you you have anti you know uh, cannabis uh ads on tv or wherever you're seeing and how it's a quote-unquote bad thing um are we going to start transitioning to being it being accepted to advertise it in a positive way normally Uh, like that yeah i think it will i think um more um from the medical side of things Mm -hmm. um i think it'll be uh, something that's going to be marketed in a very positive way, just because it's one, it's not something that's going to kill you. Yep. So bonus. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> just like that. And as, as, as people become more and m- more um, familiar with it and people are talking about it, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely going to be more of a positive rather than a negative. And it's going to turn into, instead of using, um, you know, Tylenol or opiate opioids or whatever for yeah. your, your pain and managing your pain. It can, it's going to be on that level where you're just talking about it as a pain management yeah. and, or inflammation, you know, so fixing those problems rather than, rather than, um, you know, taking mm-hmm. a, a pharmaceutical pill, you know? Yeah. So it's nice. It's, it's fun and refreshing that, you know, if I've got a headache or, my stomach's upset. I don't have to, you know, use Tylenol or Pepto-Bismol yes. as an example. There's other options now. So that's, that's good. Yeah. And like, it's, it's, it's cool because we're actually, you know, not necessarily saying that it's, you know, either good or bad, but it's about just giving people more options yeah. to choose what they want and kind of just, you know, yeah. And I, I noticed recently too, because I'm, you know, I, I smoke and I do edibles. I actually try it all. It's R&D, you know, I got to do, got to try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I noticed that what I like more, like the um, tinctures mm, okay. and um, edibles, because it gives you the, the body high the rather body than high. just the heady high. Yeah. So I like that. Nice. Do you use them for um, just recreation or do you use any um, for your medical needs? Yeah, I do for medical. I, you know, I, I do topicals and I definitely do the oil. Um, you know, if I'm not 
feeling well. Yeah. I, I use it a lot for sleep too. Like I'm in, I'm, you know, I fall asleep like that, but then I wake up two hours later and I'm up all night. Yeah. So, and it's, it's nice to have, um, Kiva blueberries on hand for some sleep. Yep. <laughs> nice. Just knocks you out. Yeah. Perfect body high. Yes. It's great. Uh, you know, on the, on the related topic of, you know, now, you know, we get to a point now, now there's options to not have to choose Tylenol whatever. And I want to try cannabis. Do you have any advice on, um, the individuals that have now in their mind, like, okay, I'm thinking about, you know, trying cannabis for, you know, X, Y, Z for the same medical reasons or instead of Tylenol. Um, but maybe are still scared to take that next leap, whether it is the social pressures that they have or just something about that makes them like, I don't know, you know, it's like kind of iffy about it. Like, do you have any advice on, um, getting to that next point to at least, try it and see how you like it yeah yeah um you know the the main thing is know your dose so is it five milligrams ten milligrams yeah you know don't eat an entire candy bar (laughs) (laughs) man (laughs) (laughs) you'll be you'll be high (laughs) so start low low dose and then build up to see where you're going to be and and remember if you're doing an edible or even a tincture or things like that if it's not smoking it takes a minute for it to to, for you to feel that's what I think it's important. So take it slow, take it easy, know your dose. That's important. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll speak for myself. There's plenty of times where, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling this at all. Let me try to eat a little bit more. And then it just, it yep, it all comes down like a like a storm. Yeah, it's nice, though. I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I have read that if you do CBD, if you're like super high mm-hmm. and you just smoke CBD, it'll bring you down. Oh, wow. I didn't know yeah. that. I don't know. A little tidbit, a little fun fact. Oh, fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> um, I wonder why that why that is. Do you know why that is? It's just the chemical compounds and whatever just happening in your body. Yeah, I don't <laughs> it's know. Kind of it unanswered things. That ex- just... Exactly. The CBD, I guess. You know, if you got too much THC, it just helps you even you out. Mm-hmm. So brings you even high. Yeah. It's huh. cool. Uh, so we're going to take another commercial break right now and we'll uh, get to the last part of the podcast. For those of you who are new to cannabis, you'll want to listen up. Buying cannabis online or at the dispensary can be overwhelming. You want to select the right product and have a good experience. So why should you have to go online, research countless products to find what you're looking for? Canacopia has solved that problem. The Canacopia app allows you to find products based on how you want to feel and how you want to consume it. It's a super simple and easy way to navigate. So right now, head over to the App Store or Play Store to download Canacopia. I promise you won't regret it. Alrighty, and we are back once again with the lovely Leslie again. Hello. You're doing, still doing amazing? <laughs> yep. <laughs> good, that's what I like to hear. I just want to make sure that there's always good positive energy in the room which we are having. Yes. So, you know, one thing I want to want to ask you about is uh, you don't see a lot of lifestyle, you know, advertising or content creation for cannabis. Is there a reason behind that? Or is this, is it something that maybe we just haven't started to do yet? Well, I, I'm going to speak just the Health Canada rules because mm-hmm. we're Canadian. So um, those rules, meaning that, you know, in Health Canada, you cannot show anyone having a good time with cannabis <laughs> it's, it's on the do not do list so um if you you know you can't be riding your bike on the beach or the strand and having you know 
pull out your bag and you smoke a joint. Yeah. That's completely frowned upon. Wow. <laughs> so if you think about, you know, all the fun lifestyle, you know, like Red Bull and those things that they do with regards to their marketing efforts, mm-hmm. um, just know that we're the exact opposite. Got it. So you can't like do anything. <laughs> can't do like that. anything fun. What's the uh, what's the reasoning behind that? Do they communicate uh, they with don't, you guys they, about yeah, that? Yeah, they don't want to um, make cannabis look like it's appealing to young kids. That's really Got the, okay. the focus. Hmm. Um, you know, but I don't know if you all saw that um, at uh, I think it was Target or Walmart. They have um, rock candy. It's blue rock candy, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, got the Breaking Bad imaging on it so i'm like really? oh they can do that but well, see, and that's the weird thing it's like where's the you know where's yeah. the distinction where's where is the line yeah so it's just bizarre because and that's direct marketing to children yeah these blue rock candies with you know breaking bad logo on it and it's just like wait what wow <laughs> and meth is far worse <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole nother conversation yeah, right exactly. <laughs> we don't promote meth not at all see that's you know, and, and and I have I have good hopes that we're gonna we're gonna slowly evolve, you know, past that. Um, because I think it is well. I've had a lot of cases where not not exactly um, like T, uh, THC, but cannabis uh, or sorry, not cannabis, <laughs> uh, CBD uh, has helped a lot of you know a lot of kids. And like you're saying about um, was it your niece? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, my that, niece is a, yeah. it has epilepsy. Correct. Yeah, and you uh, CBD helps with that, right? It does, yeah. um, and CBD and THC. And THC. So it's the togetherness, you mm-hmm. know, the entourage effect and whatnot with the terpenes and everything that's all together uh, it helps with the cannabis seizures. Yeah, I mean, pardon me, helps with the epileptic seizures. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. and that's and I think that's where the the acceptable advertising for the, uh, maybe not the exact show them, but to the parents that have, you know, children well, like that, right? It, it's, it's, it's still a little new to everybody. So it, it, there hasn't been a lot of research done mm. uh, where you can point to it and say, this is the reason why this helps with seizures. So we just know that it does help, but uh, still learning about why it helps. It's, yeah. it's not, there's not been a lot of research done on Got it. it. So huh. it's still a, just knowing that it does it. And then, because it is cannabis and it is still in the, in the States illegal. Mm -hmm. And, um, so you can't make claims for, you know, it it exact fact claims. Exactly. You can't say it helps seizure. It helps with my headache. It helps with my cramps. Yeah. You can't say that stuff. Got it. (laughs) Until like further research is done. Yeah. It's actually in the books. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Where do you, um, and I, w- I want to bring this back to where Hollywood, Hollywood is going to in the future. Um, can you guys kind of, talk, can you talk about where you see the future of cannabis going and specifically we, and then we can dive into where, uh, you see Hollywood going into of like its growth or what you predict or everything like that. Sure. So, um, you know, as cannabis markets open and eventually become federally legal, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's where, um, uh, I think the the big market for everyone is definitely going to be um, edibles, you oh, know, because really? yeah, because it's going to be something that not everybody likes to smoke. Yeah, you know, so um, edibles is something that you can travel with. Yeah, it's you know, it's something that that tastes delicious. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you can have a good time there. But um, also in the pharmaceutical world, where it's actually considered a real medicine hmm. um, for people 
that are hurting. Yeah. So I think that's really where it's going to kind of evolve to. Yeah. Where do you, where do you see a Hollyweed in that sphere of, you know, evolving? Yeah. So, um, as a company, we're definitely going to partake in it. One the manufacturing and extract side of things is going to continue to be a contract manufacturing mm-hmm. facility, making oils for outside companies as well as our own. Yeah. Um, and then we'll be, uh, with the Terra Cube, I think that that's going to be a really huge play. Huge play within the pharmaceutical world because you're basically doing repeat um, um, processes to make sure that your plant is grown, as I mentioned earlier, yes. the same way each and every time. And it turns out to be the same plant, the same compound, chem- chemical makeup mm-hmm. as the last plant that you planted and, and grew. So that's really important is to uh, make sure that that plant. Um, for the medical side of things is the plant to help you with your, your ailments. Yes. Awesome. What about you? Where where do you see yourself in in this, uh, the future of cannabis? You know, do you, where do you want to, yeah. Where do you want to see yourself? Well, I'm excited to be, I'm one, I'm just excited to be working in it and learning so much and, and being in a new, uh, a new world, yeah, a a new industry, a new world. And we're saving lives and it's fun. And it's not like, you know, we're out here, you know, fracking and destroying the world. You know, we're trying to help it and make it a better place. And I think with uh, cannabis, it's, it's headed in that direction. Good. Do you feel like, um, you know, so going from an uh, entertainment industry into now, do you feel like, even if it's like a little bit, do you just feel like you have a little bit more purpose in your life now because you're actually doing something that's helping people not that necessary that you know the entertainment doesn't help people but you know they're two different spectrums yeah 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 <clears throat> well yeah to that point you know i mean back in the day you know when you're depressed and you hear a song you know that saves people's lives too yeah but just in a different way um this way uh it is exciting to know that what you're doing is helping people and it's and and it's fun mm-hmm. you know so there's the side of medical and there's the rec side yes. so you can straddle the line and be right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you're like, I'm enjoying. I think that's that's the, that's the key. You know, what I mean, enjoying what you're doing. You know yeah, what I mean, that's really important. I enjoy it. I like to talk about it. I like to learn about it. It's it's exciting. It's very exciting. And if I can say to all your listeners that want to get into this business, yeah, start talking about it out loud, hmm. not just in your own head. Just keep talking about it. So the more you talk about it, the more people you meet. Amazing. The more opportunities you have. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you have any um, closing messages you want to get out to the audience or anyone that's listening? It's my first podcast. It's fun. <laughs> Woo! How about we celebrate that? Yeah. Yeah. I, just a message just to um, know your dose, get into it, try it, R&D, try everything once and just be uh, socially conscious and responsible. Awesome. Where can they find um, Hollyweed at? Like, do they have website, social media? What, are, what is all that jazz? Hollyweednorth.com. Um, we're on Facebook, LinkedIn. We're everywhere. Any social media platform, we're on it. Okay. And then just easy search Hollyweed and we'll find you? Hollyweed North. Hollyweed yeah. North. But it'll come up under Hollyweed. All right. Perfect. <laughs> well, Leslie, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. You did an amazing job. I know our listeners uh, enjoyed every word that she said. And I can't wait to have you next time. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me.